Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Box of Cameras. This is Matt. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy yourselves. I'm podcasting today on a kind of a different subject. I don't hear too many people talk about it, but uh, we'll get into that in a later segment. Uh, what's going on these days? I'm busy. I'm way too busy. I shouldn't be this busy. You know, I was always under the impression that as you got older, you know, your, your time freed up and you, you had things that you could pursue, like leisure activities like, oh, photography or bike riding or gardening or brewing beer or fishing. Well, guess what? I don't get to do any of that stuff right now. I'm busy. I'm uh, working on a project to... Uh, do some landscaping, redo my entire backyard. Well, maybe not the entire backyard, but most of it. I posted some photos on my personal Instagram, Matt Melcher, to show uh, what my yard looked like back in 1993 when my wife and I first moved in. And it was barren, weed infested. There was a park behind my house, but nothing had happened to it. And it was essentially just a big ditch farm field and uh, showing how some, some of those things have changed. And so right now, and this is why I haven't been putting up very many podcasts, I've been working on digging dirt. Essentially what I do is I dig dirt and I move it from this pile and I put it over into that pile. And then I get a hole and I take some dirt from another pile and I put it in the hole and I fill it out and I level it out and whatnot. So I think I'm too old to do that. Because I can only go for a couple hours at a time and then I'm done for the day. Whereas young Matt could have done this all in a weekend. Instead, hey, I'm an old guy. I like to enjoy sitting around and uh, drinking a beer, maybe having a cigar or at the very least a drink. And uh, spend some time resting. But haven't been able to do that. So anyways, that's why I haven't been podcasting much, because I just don't have time. I come home on every night after work and do a little bit of work out there, and uh, by that point I'm exhausted and brain dead. But today, i got to take a break, a little bit of a reprieve because of the rain. Had quite a bit of rain here in the last several days. It was really busy over the weekend. We had a, a family reunion. We go to the old family cemetery that's been there since the late 1800s, and we do work on it and keep it looking nice. But the main thing is i got to meet all my cousins, chat them up, haven't, haven't talked to several of them for quite some time. So it was a good time. So that's where things have been right now. You know, one thing that uh, it does remind me of you know, how, how important it is that we take the long view. Uh, one thing that photography, you know, a lot of people say film photography specifically, you know, it makes you slow down. And you have to think things through and you got to ponder and look at your, and you pay attention. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's probably true. But that's like the difference between going 60 miles an hour and 63 miles an hour. I don't think that we slow down nearly as much as we think, unless we are medium format shooters, or not even that, I mean large format shooters, where you really do have to spend a lot of time setting your gear up and measuring things and metering things and whatnot. And, and the reason I say that 
is because, you know, so many uh, uh, of our times, the, or I should say the time that we get to spend doing something like photography is, is rushed these days. And that's true of probably everything that we do. I don't think any of us gets to spend as much time doing the things we would really prefer to do. I mean, come on, I don't want to go to work every day, but I have to. So then when I get home, I got my chores, you know, I'd rather not have to do them, but I have to. And then I got other things that are just as equally important. So, you know, we get to spend the time that we have and we try to squeeze a lot into it. And that's just the way that, that I think we live these days. To me, um, you know, I'm enjoying my time, but I wish I had more of it. And so, again, you know, it makes me take the long view, realizing that uh, the time that we spend, we need to pay attention to it. You know, we don't always have as much time as what we think in many different ways. So we need to plan things and we need to see, we need to look far into the future or at the very least, a little bit farther away, which is my roundabout way to lead me into my topic for this podcast, and that's zoom lenses. Let's talk about it. Uh, zoom lenses. Um, they 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 kind of have a bad rap, I think. They're they're kind of a necessary evil, I think. And yet, I at times enjoy some of the photographs I get out of them better than my standard prime lenses. Now, let me explain. Um, I'm going to say well into the 90%, maybe even 95% of the photos that I take are with the prime lens, whatever lens is on the camera, usually a 50 millimeter, 45. Um, some of my fixed cameras, um, you know, I'm thinking like a Minolta 7S, which is a range finder that just has an, a lens attached. You can't, you can't change anything. That's a 45 millimeter lens. And that, that's generally what we're talking about when we say primes. They've, they've come to be represented by 50 millimeter lenses, although I read an article recently about how that came to be. And well anything beyond that but you know they're the they're the kind of the standard view of what we see things at least that's the claim um you know once you get to the smaller number 28 is the next common one that you see and that's really considered a wide angle you can see some 45s for uh slr lenses that can be replaced you see some 28s and then you get down to the really super wide angles and then as you go higher in number, you get to more of a zoom effect. So you're getting a, a picture where you can uh, crop the field of vision to a much smaller area. And because of the power of the lens, you can then focus that area much more clearly. Um, so when we say a 100 millimeter lens, it's really cropping that field of vision down shortly, and then the lens is allowing you to focus at, a, at a, that, that range. and allows you to clearly see what it is that you're focusing on. Um, now, I'm not going to go into a lot of the technical details because, quite frankly, I don't know them. Um, 
I, I read that stuff and it goes in one eye and out the other and I can't quite figure out exactly what they mean. But I do know this, is that um, if you spend much time picking up used camera equipment, buying online or flea markets, things like that, before long you wind up with a whole bunch of weird off-brand zoom lenses. Um, I don't really know how this happens, I, but what I suspect was, knowing somebody, you know, myself, this is who I'm describing here, who uh, back in the day worked for Best Buy. And so, you know, we, I worked in the camera department. I sold mainly video cameras, but we sold some SLRs. And so, you know, the margins on, on equipment was, was pretty small. So we were always encouraged to get an add-on sale, always something else. And I suspect that that's kind of what happens with a lot of these um, zoom lenses. You know, I would buy like a, a used kit that would always have a, a body, a regular lens, um, a zoom lens and cleaning equipment and a filter. And I knew that the cleaning equipment, the filter, and probably the zoom lens is where the person who sold the equipment made all their money. And so, hey, that's fine. We got a whole bunch of people with zoom lenses. Weird, weird brands here. Here, I've got one in my hand. HQ Optics. What the hell? Here's another one. Chinar. C-H-I-N-A-R. Not sure if I'm pronouncing it, it correctly. But this is a variable zoom. It goes from 80 to 200. Wow. You know, I've also got some others that are, um, you know, just as equally strange. Here's one called Five Star. 35 to 75 millimeter. Here's one that came with a, a Nikon. This is a Nikon, Nikon, AF Nikon lens that came on a standard cheapy consumer uh, body that the zoom was 35 to 80. What's this one here? Oh, here's one. This is actual Minolta. Well, kind of. Minolta, Celtic, 135. So the thing about this is you tend to wind up with a bunch of zoom lenses if you're not careful. What do you do with them? Well, duh, you get out and you shoot them. Okay, so... There's all kinds of zoom lenses ranging from all kinds of different focal lengths starting starting from oh wide angles 35 in some cases all the way to uh, a zoomed in lens they go up to mostly what you're going to see is 200 maybe 300 500 is pushing it and then anything beyond, say, 500 really was more of a specialty lens. And those would be kind of hard to come by. Uh, last summer, you know, we had the Great American Eclipse. And I drove from central Iowa. My wife and I hopped in our truck and we drove down to someplace in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. Right next to a farm field. And I shot many photos with the appropriate filter of the solar eclipse. She's got some great shots. Um, I shot anywhere from a 200 millimeter zoom to a 
500 millimeter zoom and the the differences are quite staggering the difference between a 500 and a 200 is is you know i looked at it and said well i never want to shoot that with a 200 heck 500 is almost too small um, i would rather have like a thousand or 1200 or 1600 millimeter zoom so that i could really get close of course that requires a lot of other things like a better tripod and whatnot but anyways and that's what you're looking at if i stick back to the original premise here is that you end up with a lot of these cheap zoom lenses and pretty much they're worthless i don't think you can sell too many of these for more than a buck or two um, especially the off-brand ones yeah there are some that are desirable for instance uh, uh the minolta line of lenses if you get the minolta they've got several of them that go on up to uh, i believe there's a 1600 minolta that's quite pricey but um you know the 135 that 135 i've got i got a few of those those are actually fantastic lenses for shooting things like portraits or you know uh shooting something that's not necessarily far away but you want to get yourself a much closer narrower view of the subject and that's really to me the the big key to using a zoom lens it's not so that you can get a picture of a bird far far away because guess what it's still going to look like a picture of a bird far far away because of the limitations of the lenses uh, a 200 millimeter zoom really isn't going to get you that much zoom to get you the the kind of detail that you see some of these guys uh getting on their their digital rigs uh, the, the zoom quality of, of your standard, say, 200 millimeters zoom lens just isn't capable of pulling in the kind of details that you see on that. But if you want to get a picture of something, say, the other side of your yard or the other side of your deck, or maybe your wife's sitting at the deck uh, um, having a cocktail with you on Friday evening and you want to get a really nice portrait pull out that zoom lens and I think you'll be surprised at, at what you get um, let's talk a little bit about zooms especially in these these cheap ones and in these low price ranges and these off-brand ones the thing about almost all these zooms um, is that they have limiting factors the big one is the minimum aperture most of them you know once you start getting a zoom it's going to be limited in the amount of light that it can capture. Um, you know, I've got the HQ optics and the, the lowest or the highest aperture, whatever, whichever way you're going is a one to four dot zero. You know, you compare that to a 50, a really nice 50 can get you down to one to 1.4, which is really bringing in a ton of light. This one to four, I mean, you've lost two stops right there. Um, you know, the, the Minolta that I had before, 1 to 3.5. They make one that's a 1 to 2.8, and there's a huge difference. And that's a whole stop. Um, when you get to some of these others, the 500 millimeter zooms, they almost always start out at the low aperture of F8, which means you've got to be outside, and you've got to be shooting with a ton of light, or else you're really going to have difficulty getting the, a good exposure. That's really the drawback to using a zoom lens is that it takes a ton of light to, uh, 
to to really get yourself a decent picture. That's the limitation there is is losing that that uh, that low end and the ability to capture light. Um, that's why there's the compromises with things like you know that maybe you're using a 200 millimeter lens and you get that f 3.5 or 125. You know that those things uh, will work. But you always got to remember, once you put a zoom on a camera, you need a lot of light and you need to probably be outside. And on top of that, the other thing that's a limiting factor is because you're zoomed and that field of view is so narrow, the slightest shake will do nothing but blur all your photos. So you almost are required to use a tripod. Um, I know some people can really hold that, uh, that camera still. God bless them. I sure can't. Um, I seem to to incur shake at just, you know, blinking an eye. But um, once you throw a zoom on, everything is exacerbated. And you really need to make sure that you're on a tripod. Even with a tripod, you might want to consider things like locking your mirror up after you get everything focused and then shooting your picture, eliminating the mirror slat. Because that alone can cause just enough of a shake and it's exacerbated because it's zoomed in. Um, a couple other things that we're going to talk about in the next segment. Another thing to consider with some of the, the zoom lenses that you see out there is, is the, the type of lens that it is. Some of them are really long and skinny and some of them are short and fat. Why is that different? A lot of it has to do with a couple things. Number one, the lens on the front can be larger. The whole point of having a larger front element is to allow more light in. Again, you're kind of limited because it's a zoom. And so, hey, I appreciate them trying to do that, but there was a compromise in there to try to keep them somewhat usable. Uh, the other thing is the type of uh, manufacturer that, um, the, the type of manufacturer that, that they did some of them use just the standard lenses and all the different layouts and formulas and whatnot. And um, another type of lenses is a what they would call a reflector lens. Um, I know the, the, the main thing, but what I would call it is essentially a mirror lens. And they're used in, in telescopes, actually, and so they can also be used to uh, used here for still photography. And... The lens that I used that I got my best shots on when I shot the Eclipse was a mirror lens. And it was an off-brand. I'm looking at it here. It's made in Korea. Nikura. N-I-K-U-R-A. 500 millimeter. F8, if I'm not mistaken. No, wait. I'm wrong. I am mistaken. Uh... Yeah, F, oh, this is this is why F2.7, 1 to 2.7, which is pretty incredible. Now, the thing about the mirror lenses is the way that they work. There's a front element. It's wide open. It's actually just glass, and it focuses onto a mirror at the back of the lens. That mirror is concave, and it focuses up to a smaller mirror at the front of the lens. So if you look at it from the front, it's like a, it's like a donut. You got a, a plastic piece in the middle and then a, a round circular area surrounding it and then the edge of the lens. So 
you look at this and you think, well, all my pictures are going to have spots in them. And that's just not the case because it focuses on that, that mirror that's behind that little dot. And that focuses back into your camera. Um, that allows it to, to really zoom quite incredibly. The thing about it is, you know, under the incorrect circumstances, when you get, uh, like, say, some bokeh effects, they're actually little circles instead of that normal rounded thing that we might expect. Um, and if you get any weird movement of your camera, you'll see these little half circles. So that has to be used on a tripod. But in the right circumstance, you can really get in close and get yourself some pretty darn nice pictures. Um, this thing is about, say, four, four and a half inches long. Again, it's equivalent to a 500 millimeter lens. And I've got another one. This looks more like a rifle scope. And it's got to be 14 inches long. It's an F500. And the limitation is that it's only an F8 lens. So, you know, those are things to consider. The thing is, both of these lenses were not purchased because I wanted a 500 millimeter lens. Both of them came with cameras. I bought a camera. Hey, this has a 500 millimeter lens. What? Why? Okay, I'll take it. Um, I have a box of lenses. You know, I have a box of cameras because I've got a, my box of cameras. I got boxes of cameras. But I have boxes of lenses too. Most of them are these weird, you know, zoom lenses in that 200 millimeter range that I probably won't shoot. But I have them. Every now and again, I'll throw one on and, and take some shots, and I'm disappointed because of the amount of light I can't get onto the film. That's the reality of shooting with zoom lenses. But the flip side is you can really get yourself some, some really nice pictures, and that's what I'm going to talk about last. Okay, the last thing I wanted to touch on with some of these zoom lenses is a lot of them, maybe not all of them, the mirror lens and this, you know, the big long gun sight lens is what I call it. Those don't have this capability, but a lot of the others have what they call a macro capability, which actually allows you to get um, an in-focus shot of something that's very, very close. Um, extreme close-up, that extreme zoom. Um, again, not all of them have, have that, but you can, you can run into them on occasion. Um, let's see if this one here, yeah, the HQ Optics, I believe this is for, no, it's a Pentax lens mount, and it has a little thing on here that says macro. So what happens is you turn the, you turn to focus all the way close, and then it's got this thing here that says macro, which means that you're even closer, which means that it's not taking, it's not going to allow you to focus really far away. But it allows you to get really close, like within six, eight inches of your object, and then take a photograph. Now, the, the downside is, of course, that limiting factor of the light coming in and getting onto the film. But, hey, if you're outside and you want to take some close-ups of some bugs or, you know, the close-ups of some flowers or, you know, your keyboard or any other weird thing that you want to take a close-up of, these are perfect for that. You know, that budding nature photographer you want to get out there and you may not be able to get really close to that bird that's out on the tree across the across the way but you can get pretty close to the to the bugs that are eating all your cucumbers 
that's interesting. Um, so, you know, look at, look, in, look at these possibilities. And I always look at it this way. Whenever I've got a, a lens like that, especially the ones that allow me the zoom, I tend to use those, excuse me, that allow me the macro. I tend to use those a little bit more. The zoom lenses are really almost more specific. You know, if I'm going to be walking in the park and I know I'm going to be far away, I might thinking I might see a duck or something like that. I might throw the zoom lens on so I might be able to get a picture of it. Um, those are really kind of spotty for me. Um, but the, the macros, I love to get out and walk around in my yard and take close up of the flowers and the bugs and, you know, my toes and things like that. So anyways, that's another uh, possibility that you run into off a lot of these cheap zoom lenses. So the moral of the story is this. When you go to buy a camera, especially a used one, that's not something spectacular and they're giving you these, these zoom lenses, throw it in. Give it a go. You might find yourself uh, finding a whole new focal length that you really enjoy taking pictures at. And that, that alone is worth it. I'll be back to tidy things up here and we'll end this episode. Okay, there we go. A little bit about zoom lenses. I uh, hope you get an opportunity to get out and shoot one. Find something you like. Like I say, take a little bit of perspective. Take the long view. Change your perspective. Um, and that to me is, is what you can accomplish with shooting a zoom. See things maybe a little bit differently than you were before. Break out of that little rut that you may be in. Um, with that, I want to thank you for tuning in, listening. And uh, hey, if you got anything to say, let me know. I can generally be found on Instagram at Box of Cameras. That's Box of Cameras with underscores. Box underscore of underscore cameras. Wish I could have got the regular one. Anyways, that's one way to reach me. I'm Matt Melcher at uh, at the personal account, uh, Matt Melcher on Flickr. And you can shoot me an email at mattmelcher at msn.com. Be happy to uh, discuss anything that you want to. Uh, have yourself a great day. Get out there, shoot yourself some wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful film photographs. And hey, throw a zoom on. Change things up. Talk to you later. Bye.